Hello and welcome to Against Austin, an Against Me podcast. I'm Dwayne and I'm here with Austin. What's going on this week? I'm here. We're going to listen to some demos. I'm pretty excited about it uh, to talk to you. I'm really curious what you think of them. Uh, mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got some. We'll opinions. get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we do, a couple things. Uh, the show is out. It's like officially out now. It's out into the world. How are you feeling uh, about that? Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried. A couple people have contacted me and said that they liked it, but, uh, it's really only been out like a day, but when we recorded like the first couple episodes, it was just like sort of into the void. This one's like going to come out shortly after we record. So yeah, a little, and then, little, little behind the scenes. I had to just, I was just like, Dwayne, I'm doing this. I'm going to post it. I'm going to find a site. We're going to host it there and it's going to go live and you've got nothing to do with it. Like you, I'm, I'm hitting the go button, the big red button. And I thought listener, I saw yeah, so it. was like Austin does podcast. He's been doing it a long time. He's got a Patreon. You know what I mean? Like he'll know what to do. I'll just like, I'll, I'll edit it. You do all the other shit. No problem. And then like, you know, it just it just took a while to get figured things figured out, but it's no big deal. Which is on me, by the way. So it's this quite- one, <laughs> yeah, well, it's cool. This one will be out shortly, and then from there, we're hoping to have a schedule of twice a month. So this one will come out in April. We'll have another one out in April, and then uh, from there, it'll be twice a month. Hopefully, uh, I'm not going to commit to that schedule because you know stuff happens. But uh, that's the plan for now. Um, and as we're recording this, this will be a delay before it comes out, but today is, uh, international trans visibility day. So happy visibility day to any of our trans folks, honestly, just happy day to anybody who's listening. Yeah, absolutely. And Hey, one thing I noticed when I was listening back to the first episodes is, uh, oh, in the first episode, uh, we kind of did a thing about, uh, transgender bands and stuff and i noticed that i said brothers and sisters and i didn't include non-binary people so i just wanted to mention that that uh we love you too so uh i'm kind of like i said i'm from a very rural area i'm still kind of learning on this stuff but uh anyway speaking of people talking to me about the show i talked to our good friend dalton the other day uh and what i was talking to him about was the number one rule of the show, Austin. Yes. And that is to not tell Laura about the podcast. And you and what you go ahead. I was gonna say, and and I'm were you talking to him after he tagged Laura on a on his Yeah, he his thought post. that was like a funny <laughs> see people I think I think people think I'm doing like a bit. You know what I mean? But uh <clears throat> and he was saying to me, he was like, Well, I mean wouldn't that be really cool if like someone you admire, like acknowledge something you did. And I was like, dude, that thought has never entered my brain. <laughs> like I, I, the, the thought of her listening to this, it really makes me want to throw up. Like it makes you like seriously makes me want to be physically sick. Cause I just assume like she, she would hate it and then be like, Hey, I listened to this and you're terrible. And like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know how to, you know what I mean? How would I get past that? So just don't tell her about the show. Yeah. And, and see, and I know people are going to think they're helping. They're going to be like, oh, actually, it's we like it. So she should find out. But it's like, dude, just leave it. 
You'll just drop it. <laughs> just let it. Tell somebody else. Well, that you I gotta mean, that, know. That is. If you the... want to tell a singer in a different band about it that you know, go for it. Yep. Yeah. If you but, think they might be interested, but don't but, tell Laura. But not her. So last time I said I listened to it every day for eight days. Yeah. And I did not do that this time. Me neither. I, I listened to it every day for. I listened to it every day for nine days. Awesome. Oh, I lived with these. Oh, yeah. I've really the, dug deep into this. That's definitely not <laughs> and, the direction uh, I thought you were going to go. Because yeah, well, last I, time, um, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say last time I did three listens. This time it went down to two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I my my fear is that I'm going to come on here, and people are going to think I don't know what I'm talking about, which I don't. But, like. I, I want I want people to think I at least prepared. I tried. I was you know just saying, I mean? no matter what you do, you're always going to look like you know more about it than I do. So yeah, well, you, you've got a pretty big advantage just jumping on the recording. You're like, but, uh, I may not know anything, but this guy knows less. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but there's definitely hope. Well, I shouldn't say definitely. Hopefully, going to be listeners out there that know more than me. Hopefully people listen to this. That is, I have, I've told Austin this before, but I have two big fears as the podcast is starting to come out is that my first fear is to just no one listens to this, like only our close friends and, and, and which is cool. And I'm grateful for them to listen, but like, if it doesn't go beyond that, that'd be kind of a bummer. But my, my second fear, which is almost equal to that is that a lot of people listen to it. Uh, <laughs> that would terrify me as well. So I, <laughs> I don't know what the middle ground is. There's, there's no middle ground. So uh, anyway, uh, before we get started, just one little thing. So last episode was was pretty in depth. Uh, I had a lot of information. I had a lot of information I didn't even get to. Like we could have talked for three hours. All the stuff that I found. This one, uh, there's not a ton of information out there. Uh, so Austin, what I decided to do was go right to the source. So I emailed Laura and I said, hey, can I ask you some questions? About my no. I, not that. I, I, I went and, and bought her book uh, and uh, she talked about this stuff a little bit in her book. So all the quotes today and information is going to be from Laura's book, which is called uh, Tranny Confessions of Punk Rock's Most Infamous Anarchist Sellout. And uh I'm a little less than a third way through this book, Austin. It's a very good book. It is. It is uh, heartbreaking. It's maybe very, I will. Maybe I'll pick it up sad. after this. I'd, I'd be interested in reading that. I actually, I also have a correction from last week that I just remembered. Okay. So last week, much to, um, I don't know if it was your horror, but I definitely besmirched uh, the good name of Dropkick Murphys by kind of. <laughs> By talking about how I don't like songs about drinking. Because there's, there's something that you may not know. And I know the listeners don't know this. But you go ahead and say what you're going to say. Well, I just, I, I I think I dragged them through a mud a little bit. And while their their style of music is not necessarily my cup of tea, I did see them call out a bunch of Nazi shitheads on Twitter this week. And <laughs> that instantly makes them a much better band regardless of what they sing about i was just like they were threatening to beat the shit out of nazis they are a-okay in my book consider me a dropkick murphy's fan that will probably never listen to their music here's what you don't know and the listeners don't know my lovely dog uh 
is named Murphy after no. Murphy. That- yes. Oh. No, that's uh that's one of my mom's favorite bands. And uh and 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 it was her idea to name him that. So yeah, his name oh is, is Murphy. Now I feel yeah. worse. I did not know I did wow. I did know your dog's name was Murphy, but I never put it together. Like, yeah. I don't know if you saw my face when you started when you were like, What you don't <laughs> know is my dog, and I went, Oh no, his dog's name Murphy. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. That's why he is named that. Yeah. I was talking about like emailing Laura, like I made that joke. Uh and that was one thing I was because we have talked off air before about like not having guests on. I do have like in my head, like I would say like three dream guests, uh, but I could just never, ever bring myself to contact someone and say like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to do my podcast? So you like, should, you should name them and say, Hey, these are okay that. for people to reach out to. On no, our I don't think, well, what I would say this, one of them is impossible. They're just not going to, even if they want to do it, they like, we just never get them on one of them. I think I'm like 50-50. Maybe they would do it. Maybe they wouldn't if this got like some kind of traction. The third one is literally a person that I could, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I just asked him like, hey, do you want to do this? He would say like, yeah, I'll do it. But I just like, <laughs> which I can, I'll, I'll name them here. That's fine. I don't know if people should be reaching out to them. Though. The one that I think like I could just ask because I know, I don't know him, but like we follow each other on Twitter uh, and we interact quite a bit is Murder Brian from Street Fight. Oh yeah, I know he really likes against me, and he's a big new metal guy. And it was hit. It was from him that I stole the idea to do this because he does a new metal podcast um, with a guy called John Cullen. It's very good, called uh, the POD Cast. The one that we could just never get is is the wrestler Sami Zayn. Uh, I've just always been a big fan of his, and I know he's a big against me guy. He actually wore a reinventing Axl Rose shirt in his uh, WWE debut. Uh, back in like 2014 or something. And maybe it wasn't his debut, but one of his first appearances. So no, he's a fan, but there's just like, there's no fucking way if we'd ever get him on. I'm thinking. <laughs> you know uh, Sami Zayn in? No, I don't know Sami Zayn. <laughs> I will not claim to know Sami Zayn, but I'm I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm going to work on something. I'm, I'm going to work. Uh, well, see, then it's like, then we got to interview people. Um, like uh, No, just have him come on. Okay. And we'll just say, you want to talk about fucking their fourth album with us? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's ideally what I would like is people to just come on and do the show with us like normal. But, uh, uh, yeah. But, um, is so that, is the, third person? the third person, I just, because we've talked about them so much on the show. And I think judging by like their music and their Twitter account, they would have like a good sense of humor about things would be, um, April from Apes the State. <laughs> <laughs> you you heard them, folks. These are these are the dreams. Do not tell. The, <laughs> do not do that, please. Oh my god! Especially Apes of the State because we kind of made fun of them. Like I love them deeply. I think they're a great band, but we have kind of made fun of them. That was all. So me. the idea of like her listening to this and go, this guy's just a just like being a shithead to me. <laughs> I don't know if I want that. <laughs> right, well, let, me work on, let me work on Sami Zayn. I so I'm yeah okay, all right, sure. <laughs> but okay, we'll get back to uh, I don't, some of that. May we may keep in. Oof, I don't know. Well, those are my those are my those are my three dream guests for us: Sami Zayn, Murder Brian, and April from Apes of the State. You could just bleep out the names when you redo it. I'm not going to cuck our audience, Austin. <laughs> 
All right. What are we talking about today? <laughs> All right. Today, we're going to talk about two different releases, uh, and we're going to talk about them both separately. And then at the end, we're going to give just an overall best and worst song. So overall for the day, not for each release. Right. The first thing that we are going to talk about, Austin. Yes. Are the very first Against Me songs ever recorded. This is known as Against Me, self-titled, but it's most commonly referred to as the first demo or the first demo tape. Uh, that's what it's known as mostly by fans. If you want to listen to these songs on YouTube, that's what you need to search for is Against Me, first demo or first demo tape. On this release, Against Me is Laura Jane Grace on vocals and guitar. That's it. That's everybody. Yeah, it was, it was uh, else. <laughs> uh, it's just her. She recorded this in her mom's house when she was 15 years old. Uh, she hand made all the copies and basically just passed them out to friends uh, and like physical copies of this. Like you're basically impossible to find. But uh, the songs have been up on the Internet for <clears throat> pretty much as long as YouTube's been around. Uh, people were looking for these songs. Um, so I'm going to let you start before we get into the song by song, just overall feelings. What, what did you think about this? I, so I thought she was 17. I thought I read somewhere that she was 17. I didn't know she was 15, but regardless, this is exactly what an angsty 15 year old would record in their mom's house, in their bedroom, in their mom's house, like one hundred percent. My exact notes, and I don't, I don't mean that as 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 a slight. I, I don't, no, for a fifteen year old, these are these are not terrible songs. A fifteen year old, Lord Jane Grey. If I had written music at fifteen, let me tell you something. Yeah, it wouldn't have been this. And and so. and her politics were way ahead of anywhere i was when i was 15 years old oh, I can yeah, me too. let me tell you that, that. <laughs> i mean like I, the the dedication to her politics that so far three albums in i have not seen waver at all and it sounds like still don't waver but we'll i'll find that out later as this series progresses but i yeah i have to there was there was also a couple of things it was funny because i I looked at the YouTube comments because I had those now and my, you know, that I could read and the amount of comments were that were talking about like the critical age when people discovered this specific album was like such a revelation for people. I thought it was kind of cool. They were like talking about how, Oh yeah, you could never find this on Kazaa or LimeWire. And I was like, right. Yeah. I, you know, and everybody had these comments and I was like, this was a definitely a, it was a different time on music on the internet, but B it also was like a lot of people found this music in the very like pivotal age, you know, for people's tastes to form. If you, if you were a punk kid living in Florida and you were around her age, like you probably would have loved this. Right. Right. But um, it's very much what I wrote. It's a teen trying to sound deep and like, it's not quite got it yet. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, well, I think we're going to see, at least I was able, I saw the progression just between these two albums. Oh yeah. Big time. You know, like there was a there was a big jump, and I because I one thing about this one that I'll get right into is I cannot take the vocals here. 
Yeah, they're a little rough. She's either screaming and everything. She's like sounding bored. Yeah. Just kind of like mumbling shit. Yeah. 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 It's like we'll get into these songs, but just as like an overall, like musically, I thought there was some interesting like stuff here, especially for like a teenager writing like her first songs. But vocally, like I was not into this. Yeah. His vocals are rough. They're rough and they're recorded rough. Yeah. Yeah. They're not you know, mixed. Or and they're not produced. produced in yeah, any they're way. yeah. It's just a raw like voice. Um, but, but also like if she's not screaming, like she's kind of like mumbling and it's like, you're the singer of the song. If you're bored, what am I supposed to do? Right. Anyway, uh, we'll get into what Laura had to say about these songs uh, in the quote section, but let's go ahead and get into the song by song. Let's do it. The very first ever against me song, Austin, was The Price of Freedom. And I thought this was, I wouldn't say like a good song, but it's the most focused song here. Like, it's the most structured in the way that a song should be like it's, it almost sounds like a real song. Yeah. They, I, 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 so I wondered as I listened to this the second time around, I wondered if these were recorded in the order that they were written, you know? And so right. like I'm not the sure best stuff up front. You don't think that's true. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't either. Yeah, I, we don't have any way of know uh, of knowing, but I it was just like it. It definitely seemed to progress in a very different direction from the beginning. But right. this was yeah. is is. I mean, yeah, the vocals I didn't love. I was like, definitely, yeah, you're absolutely right. They definitely like it. It's this. I'm not gonna. I don't think this is a spoiler for best song because this is not gonna be the best song. But I think this is the best song on this tape. Right. And then like they get a little worse each song. Yeah, they do. I like the good stuff was the was the first album or the first yeah. song on the first album. You like like Laura knew where the good shit was and she yeah. recorded that first. And right. then she was like, I need to fill out the back half of this with some other songs. So I'm just gonna take these that I don't love as yeah. much, but I'm gonna put them on there. Cause I'm gonna hopefully not expose myself as a poser here, Austin. But I, I had actually not really listened to these songs before uh this podcast. Uh so the first time I heard this, I thought, okay, this is rough, but like, all right. And then you get into the later songs and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad it's uh, a quick album. It's like- <laughs> but I think this is this is a song where like it's vaguely political, but like there's no clear message. She's right. kind of just like shouting buzzwords and stuff. Yep. Like um she's not she's still figuring out how to write a song and right. like convey a message with the lyrics, which you're, you're 15. You get a lot of slack, you know, that's, you, you got, you got a long time to figure out how to write a song. Right. And as, and I mean, as I'm sure people know, I'm going to give Laura like a lot of slack for just about anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, all right. So that's enough of that song. All right. Awesome. Let's get on to song number two, which is, does it make a difference? And uh, this song I guess it's just kind of like, you know, sort of the feeling that you have when you're a young person, like you just kind of feel like lost yeah, and like nothing I do is ever going to matter in any way. Like there's no way I could ever affect change in any real way. 
And I think this song is is kind of like trying to figure out how to uh, how to navigate those feelings. Well, it's all questions too. Like all the lyrics are in the right. question form. And I think it's right. I, what I did like is I, I kind of like the call and response way of doing it, where you know she sings with that softer voice, right. and then and for the more I don't know how to describe it. It's the, it, the questions that are more just, I'm just, you know, pondering life and things yeah. like that. They're not as hard hitting. And then she switches over to that scream for the more like, fucking, you know, I, right. I, I don't know if that's a very yeah. good description. I don't, I, I was trying when I was writing my notes, I was trying to put a word to it and I just, I couldn't think of it, but yeah. Yeah. One thing, uh, cause I don't have a ton to say about this song, like in particular, but one thing I thought we would get into is sort of an off topic thing because uh, this song in particular has a quote at the, well, not even a quote, like just a full scene at the end from uh, the movie Chasing Amy by Kevin Smith. Uh, were you ever a big Kevin Smith guy? I so I've watched probably the first half of his filmography. You know, like oh, okay. I, I really liked Clerks. Clerks was like a big movie when I was coming up. Yeah. Mallrats was funny. Yeah. chasing amy and then i sort of started like the original three were the ones that kind of yeah. stuck in my head and then okay after that i i saw jay and silent bob strike back i, I saw dogman theaters i saw jay and silent bob strike back um and then i haven't really seen much after that yeah, and I, well i think you can pretty much call it there uh but i was a huge kevin smith guy for many years uh in high school and going into college i mean i watched all his movies like over and over uh, I was a big early adopter in the podcast and he had one of the first sort of big well-known podcast. And then he ended up just starting like his own like network. And he had, he ended up having like seven or eight podcasts at one time. And, and then I was kind of checked out, but uh definitely guy I was really into for a long time. And then sort of, as I got older, it felt like I kind of matured. And like my politics and worldview kind of matured and like his movies didn't. And uh, I remember like a couple of years ago, I thought, hey, I haven't watched Jay and Silent Bob strike back in a long time. I'm going to go back and watch that. And the danger with watching any movie from the 2000s is uh, you got to be ready for things to get really homophobic. Oh, yeah. Uh, really fast. Uh, and like... <clears throat> I try when I watch old stuff to just let, but it's let stuff go, but it's like every five minutes. They're just like the one thing that if you're a younger listener, you may not know this. Austin, you're older than me. So you're well aware <laughs> in, in the mid to late two thousands going into the early 2010s, the absolute height of comedy, the funniest thing you could ever see anybody do was for a character in a movie to call another character gay. Yep. That was like the funniest thing anybody could think of. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but with, with Kevin Smith, um and I and I definitely think he's changed now and he and he sort of uh feels bad about a lot of that stuff. But chasing Amy in particular is like one of the worst movies you can go back and watch as an adult. It's one of, it's even one of the ones. as a even as a teen, where like I did not have good politics, and I certainly did not have like 
any kind of understanding about what it was like to be gay or any, but even I, I don't even know if I met a gay person until I was in college, but even I watched that movie and was like, Oh, this is like a male fantasy of like, like they literally like he turns a lesbian straight in the movie. And then the worst part about it is, is they try to like, give you like the wink and the nudge. It's like, Hey, we're not the kind of movie that's just going to turn like the lesbian character straight. Yeah. She was never gay. <laughs> but he, that's not the only movie, you know, I'm not giving him an excuse, but I remember there's a movie, a Christina Ricci movie that came out in the nineties called the opposite of sex. Oh, and yeah. She turns a gay guy straight and they're completely miserable together when she does that. But it's it, it, like, that was a thing. It was like a very Lisa Kudrow from friends was in that movie. Um, it's a, yeah. So it's like, that was out in the ether and it's really problematic and it should have been called problematic at the time, but no one was really, I mean, the Weinsteins were making all these movies and we know how that fucking turned out. In fairness, I think there, even at the time there were people who <laughs> were saying like, Hey, I don't know about this chasing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but this is pre Twitter. Yeah. This is pre any sort of social media. This is like there was like how did those voices get out? They weren't getting booked on Entertainment Weekly or you know right <laughs> yeah sort of there were no platforms for it. That's true. Yeah, which is why it's so annoying when people like uh, who are famous talk about like cancel culture. It's like I don't have any kind of platform. If yeah. I get mad at you, that doesn't matter. No. Like that, you know. But anyway. Uh, that's a whole other yeah, issue that's, that that's a deep rabbit we hole. could talk about for a long time. Let's <laughs> just podcast. move on to the next song, Austin, which is song number three, uh, which is same old song. Um, I thought this was one of the better songs here. Oh, I have a very contrary opinion. Well, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> I thought it was. I did not like this song. I, I just okay, I, why did love it. <laughs> OK, so what it just really grated on me. And then I highlighted a YouTube comment uh that i thought okay. was funny i did I, not dig into the youtube comments oh All yeah right, let's there's, hear it. there's some good stuff it said <laughs> this i didn't get the name of the person who left it it said this song is god awful did anyone else come here by accident <laughs> oh man that's rough that made me laugh but i was like that's kind of how i'm feeling so i'm totally gonna crib that <laughs> right but it, it it is like a song we're like, and this has become a theme, like in their later songs of like, well, we're not just going to be like another band. Like, we're not just going to, we're going to try to do stuff differently. It's a satirical but, uh, song, kind of, you know, it's like, it's like making fun of right. songs. But I think that, I don't think that you have the chops to do that at 15 I, or seven. Well, I mean, I, I thought 17 this whole time, but yeah, 15, same thing. It's like, that's a really hard kind of a song to write without sounding like a bad parody. And I think that's what it ended up sounding. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, in episode zero, we talked a lot about um, genre acceptance and, and that sort of thing. And, and that will definitely become a theme of their music in some later albums. But there was one lyric I really, really liked here. And I wanted to point this out because there were not a lot of lyrics I thought were good on this. Uh, but there was this. We stand on division, letting fashion taint our vision and thinking that our clothes alone damage the system. I thought for a 15 year old, that's pretty clever. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I'm moving on to song number four, which is in the name of what? 
And this song actually appears on both releases. Uh, we sort of hear an early unpolished version of it here. And then there is sort of a more uh, finished version of it on the next. I talk about. did not even put that together. You are totally right, though. I yes. And I, I listened to these again back to back today. I didn't catch it. I really yeah. didn't. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I, I, and it. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. This song is 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 just sort of about like the crushing weight of capitalism. Just and and especially as a young person, you kind of feel trapped at times. And um, another lyric that I really liked in here, and uh, is, "Are you out for humanity or a gender, race, or class?" That's a great lyric for like, yeah. somebody that young. To that's a it's that's a really this. powerful one. Yeah, I, my note I was. It, oh, go, go ahead. I thought this song had a pr- the same problem that a lot of the songs that we're going to talk about have. It's got some good ideas, but it just goes on too long. Like they don't know when to stop. Yeah, I it just I, this song just goes on and on and on. I said I th- my note to this song was I said it, it's another song that isn't very exciting musically, but I get the sense that that's that it's not supposed to be. The music is a very much a vehicle to deliver a message. Right. Yes. And I felt that about a lot of these songs, which is just like there is uh, the message comes first is yep. what it felt like. I don't know. Again, I can't put myself I think, in I her think head. With the early releases of the band and and, and, and and going into reinventing Axl Rose, which they start to get away from it somewhere there. But the early releases, it's just politics, 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 politics. Yeah. That's it all really the songs you, are about. You over That's the all we've got. And like, um, I think as she grows as a songwriter, she learns how to write about different things. And I think that's really when the band starts to become like a fully fleshed out thing. All the, every song that we're going to talk about today is about anarchist politics. Yep. Every single song. There's no other topic. Now I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question. It might not be fair. Go ahead. Cause you may not know the answer, but I also feel like I wonder if that has anything to do and you're reading the book now. So you may have a better idea once you finish, if it has anything to do with, and I mean, as, as a, a queer guy, you know, who grew up kind of feeling that like, Hey, something is different. Right. So what do you do? you make it not about you, right? You, you don't right. talk about yourself. You make it about other things. And I wonder if that, factors into this at all you know like laura puts up something to say not about me we're going to talk about all these problems in the world all of like global capitalism we're going to talk about and because i don't want to talk about a love song because a i'm not comfortable doing that because maybe i haven't had that experience or b i'm just i'm very guarded because of it, though <laughs> right know? absolutely you know absolutely. You, don't, you don't necessarily want to want to talk about that kind of stuff no. if you feel and i any- think Good. And I think one thing that we'll get into, not necessarily here, but a couple songs on the next release and definitely some songs on the on some later albums. The songs are not about being transgender, but they absolutely are without you know what I mean, being explicit. Yeah, it's like, yes, because like even the name against me comes out of being transgender feeling like you're not yourself there's another person in you that you can't get out there okay you know uh yeah so well i think that segues because i feel like the next song 
felt the most against me that I of the of the entire demo. And that was song number five, which is disgust. I thought this was just a very teen song. This is absolutely the song every teen would write. It's dark. Uh, they're out to get me. The yeah. generic they. Like it's not specific who it is, yeah. but they literally have a gun pointed at my head. I know they got a plan for me. I know they got a grave for me. They want me to admit defeat. They want to show me right. my fear. They know the system's going to break me. It's crushed countless before me. Yeah, right. it's, yeah. it is very melodramatic. And, and, and <laughs> yes. it's, yeah, that's the, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. It's very like, it's very, it's a very teen thing to think like, I'm in my room and I'm being very transgressive and that's really pissing off the government or whoever, you know what I mean? <laughs> these thoughts, these are not, these are not yeah. acceptable thoughts. These are thought yeah. crimes. I have thought crimes and I don't right. fuck. She's written her, her little songs here and like the FBI is going to be all over it. The last song here. And I'm sorry if we're not getting super in depth on these songs. There's, there's just not a ton to talk about here. Uh, these are very unpolished songs that really just feel like unfinished a lot of the times. Which brings us to the last song on this release, 24 Hours a Day. And I really hated this. I really did not like this at all. <laughs> I kind of like this. I like this song. Really? It was I, only because I, I, and I know you hate all music produced before 1970, um, but it re- <laughs> reminded me. It's Have such I a, that? No, I, I didn't know. I was making that. I was hoping you'd react. <laughs> uh, it, it reminds me of a Velvet Underground song, and I'm kind of a Velvet Underground nerd. And I, that's when I, I heard it. I okay. was like, okay, that's that's what this is. Do you know who the, the, the clip is that plays over it? No, no. That's what I was going to say. Like, there's no fucking context for this. Yeah, it was an, a, a pro-life clip. Yeah. Played over her singing and I couldn't I'm make out sure, the words. I'm sure in like 1997 and her circle of friends, like they all knew what this was. Yeah. But as a listener in 2022, I, I just, I have no context for what's going on. She's just kind of mumbling in the background. You Big can't time. understand anything that she's singing. And it's just this preacher on like a talk show talking about like pro-abortion stuff and how he right. went to Hawaii and He's like, I met all these people from Hawaii and they're like, we hate abortion. And I'm yeah. like, why is this? What is this? What is this five-year-old kid it's, came up to me and said, yeah. I'm pro-life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, it's very, I don't know. This is just, it's just weird. There's a lot of like movie clips and stuff of like, just trying to be, it's too weird. It's like, I'm a teen and I'm just going to throw everything I think is cool into this one album. Yeah, I think it itches that scratch because I got a thing for, I mean, a thing not for, I think against most uh, television preachers. It's kind of my my whole, that's a whole side gig for me is watching these fuckers. And yeah, but if you, if you heard this just in a vacuum. Uh, oh, I would, I would. would Separated from any kind of context yeah. of I wouldn't against, against me song. You wouldn't know this was pro-abortion. No. Yeah, you would, you would think this is just like an anti-abortion song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, but I, I appreciate it because I thought it was different. And and again, it reminded me of the Velvet Underground. It was a very like Lou Reed sounding song. Um, but other than that, it was, you know, that was that. It's no perfect day. I'll tell you that. I would. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the quotes from Laura here. There's only a couple. And again, these are from her book. And I thought you were really going to like this quote. I really found this funny. She's because she talked about how. Uh, she had been in a couple bands before this, 
they were just kind of fucking around. And against me was an attempt to be like a serious project. So she says here, all my former bandmates hated the songs and for good reason. They were fucking terrible. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad that we were <laughs> kind of mean to because Laura herself has basically just kind of disowned uh, these songs. But what she did say in a follow up to that was, I love the process. I loved creating something. I love putting something I made out into the world and being in full control of the art. Yep. I, I mean, I'm not going to look, go back and listen to these songs. I can promise you that. Like, that's this is not going to go into high rotation. I don't think I am either. Maybe I, a I think couple on the probably, next release, but not yeah, these. This is the probably last time I'll hear these. But I think as a project that we're working on now, or at least my part in this project, it's really interesting to see the foundation and kind Absolutely. of where it goes. Yeah. And that's and why I, I want to talk about these songs. Are these songs great? Am I sitting around listening to them? No. But you can hear this and you hear like, you could see like there's a germ, a little bit of how we got to reinvent an Axel Rose in here. And uh, all right. Do you have um, anything else you want to say about the first demo? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, me um, too. Let's talk about the second album that we're going to listen to today, which is a Vita V. And on this album against me is Laura Jane Grace on vocals and guitar and Kevin Mann. On drums. Laura got drums. Yes. Well, sort of. Uh, they did not actually have like a full drum kit. Basically, like it sounded like just a snare. They made drums out of like some buckets and like drum parts they could find. Laura felt very strongly that there'd not be any cymbals on the album, like no fucking cymbals. Uh, that was a big thing for her. Uh, so like there are drums here. There's drums, but it's not like a full drum kit. It's more like a busker on a subway. It's, it's like, you know what it is, Austin? It's very much, and I think this was intentional, very much feels like drums that would be played like around a campfire. Yeah, like, I can see that. It's, we don't have a full drum kit. We're not all totally on beat all the time, but like the passion is there. Yeah. And like. DIY energy. Yeah, yeah. So this is the only time that we're going to talk about Kevin Mann, uh, who was a big, big part of the band's early days. And Laura speaks very highly of him in her book and interviews and just in general and, and basically says that um, as far as someone to make music with, she felt like one of her best connections with Kevin. When she found Kevin and they got together and started recording, that's when she felt like, okay, this is a real band that we we might actually be able to do something now. And uh, yeah. And so shortly after the release of this album that we're going to talk about her and Kevin went on tour and, and had the first uh, Against Me tour. And then uh, shortly after that, Kevin would leave. Uh by the time we get to, I think even our next show, he's he's already gone. Okay. Um, but he is a major, major part of the band, even though he's really only in it maybe a year, you know, just very, maybe two years, very shortly. Right. Uh, 
And what Laura says in her book is that one day he said, uh, hey, I'm going to go train hopping with my girlfriend. And then uh, just that was it. (laughs) Train hopping in the 90s. All right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, One thing that I did not know from until I read her book is like these they were like true died in the wool anarchists, like living in a punk house, like, you know, like so a lot a lot of people would come in and out of the band in the early days of just like, uh, actually I'm going to go to college. Uh, Hey, I'm just going to go on a right. trip with my girlfriend. And then, you know, they just don't come back. Uh, so that's kind of what happened to Kevin. Mm. He just kind of was like, yeah, but what I wanted to say before we get into the songs was uh, copies of this are really hard to find. They do exist. But they're very hard to track down, and when you do, like you're you're talking a couple hundred bucks, right? Maybe up to three or four hundred dollars, um, because this was totally self distributed. It was passed out to friends. It, it was mailed to like zines and stuff at the time, and she said most of the time at the shows, like if somebody was at all interested in the music, they just dubbed them a copy. That's cool. So like very very few real copies of this were sold. Uh, so there are cassette tapes out there, uh, that people can track down, but they're, they're very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people are not willing to part with it if they've had them this long. Yeah. Uh, but all the background info aside, awesome. Just as an overall feeling, what did, what did you think of this as compared to the last? Oh, this is to? Uh, much better. And honestly, and then maybe this is my hot take. I think out of the three things I've listened to so far, this has been my favorite. You, you like this better than reinventing Axl Rose? A little bit, yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> That's interesting. I did. I just. I. I don't know. I. I what connected what about that. it? What about this? I. Th- so when you told me originally that they were going to be raw sounding, I don't think I was ready for the the first demo. I was like, okay, too raw, too like because I like raw stripped down you know just a person and a guitar and just recording in a bedroom somewhere i'm i i I enjoy that sound but and after the first the demo i was like okay so maybe Dwayne was right maybe this is a little too raw and screamy for for me for austin but when i got to this one i just this is kind of more of what i expected and this is a little bit closer to my an aesthetic of music that I like. And so I thought this is fun. Okay. This, is, this is good. I think the reason I, I, I like it a little bit more than reinventing Axl Rose because it is still raw and it still feels a little bit more punk rock, even though there's reinventing Axl Rose is not polished by any stretch of the imagination. This is just a little bit more gritty and dirty. And, you know, I'm out there playing in the mud. But that, it, it was, it, I liked it. I, I thought some of the songs were really catchy. I, I really enjoyed a few of the songs. Um, I don't think it's like a perfect, cohesive album by any means, but I, I don't know. I, I had fun with it. Okay. I did not love this. No. Uh, no. I just think like songs, they just feel unfinished. A lot of them just go on for too long. And it just kind of runs together. Like... People will say this is like their best album. Like I saw a lot of comments of people going like, this is the best thing they ever made. And I just can't wrap my brain around thinking that. 
Well, I, I won't say it's the best thing because we've not gotten through everything. And I'm sure there's going to be something at some point that I like more. But so far, I, hope I, so. <laughs> I, I put this like, a, I, yeah, I don't want to be one of those people. I saw him in the That's fucking That's going to be YouTube great comments. if you become a fucking folk punk uh, hardcore guy that's just like, oh, actually, the only the first <laughs> album wasn't good. All this shit sucks. I can't believe they signed to a major label. Oh, God. That's the worst. That's the worst ending of this podcast that could ever happen. Yeah. But I, but I mean, I'm just being, and I, and I'm not saying that it's like a ton better. I don't even think it's better. I don't think it's a better album. And, and let me just make that clear. Yeah, I think I you should sh- walk it back a little bit. I'm not walking it back. Better. No, I, no, no. I, I, I think you should. Better. I think you should walk it back. I never I said would. it was better. <laughs> I, and if I did say it was by mistake, I say I prefer this to okay. reinventing Axl Rose. And that's a personal preference. That's an aesthetic thing. It's not that I think. I also don't think it's fair to call albums or any sort of art better than something else because it's all fucking subjective. I but agree with that. That I would say that I and 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 it's only by a nose hair that I would say that I preferred this to reinventing Axel Rose. That's okay, my well, hot take. You would not. I mean, you no, you would not be the only person who thinks that. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I realize what I'm about to ask you, I may as well be asking you if you've ever been to space, but um, are you familiar at all with the band Say Anything? Say Anything? No. I feel like I, I know the movie. So, well, I think they're named after the movie. Uh, but Say Anything was a band that kind of rose to prominence around the same time as Against Me. A little bit later, more of like a pop punk emo kind of a thing. I don't it's hard to even put them into a genre, but they had an album called Is a Real Boy that was very successful. But that band, very similar to Against Me, which is why I'm bringing up this comparison, the singer for that band, Max, um, recorded a lot of songs when he was in high school and college in his bedroom, in his dorm room. And, um, a lot of people sort of look at those songs as like, you know, that's the best era of say anything. And, and and it's, it's very comparable to against me in that, like those songs that Max wrote and that Laura wrote, they're, they're not super polished. The vocals aren't super polished. There's no real production done, but it's just someone sort of laying their soul bare and just being very, um raw and emotional in a way that only a very young person is kind of capable of being i i kind of it, in my my head i always kind of compare that sort of thing to a band that i really do like and i don't know do you ever listen to mountain goats the mountain Goats? yeah yeah i know them some yeah yeah their early stuff is just john darnell and a guitar singing about right, right. great the best death metal bands to come out of uh texas you know it's like yeah. they're just like and and that that was where when you were like oh this is really lo-fi it's just a guitar and that's that's sort of where my head went because i was like i i really enjoy the mountain goats early work i enjoy their latter work too when they became more of an actual band and they had more people in it but right yeah just that that was that was sort of when i first heard that band it was that's what it was it was just a lo-fi guy with a guitar singing into a mic that's pretty yeah. good um sorry didn't mean to all right derail. no 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 <laughs> don't be sorry that's great i mean i because i think too it's important to talk about all kinds of music not just against me because that's gonna that's the only band we ever talk about well, obviously i'm gonna talk about eight for the state on every episode i think that's given now uh maybe one day i'll make it through a whole episode so 
And one thing I do want to point out, and maybe you're going to point this out and I'm stepping all over your part of the podcast, is that the link that you sent me has an intro and an interlude. Yes. Oh, we're going to get comments. Okay. Because the comments were like, what the fuck are these? I've never heard these before. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. Well, so we'll, we'll get right into it. We'll start with the intro. What the fuck was this? I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> it's so long and like rambling. Yeah. It's like just saying words. Like she doesn't say anything. She's just talking. Yeah, I I could I couldn't get all the way through it the second time. I was no, like, I'll tell you this. It, like I said, I listened to it a bunch of times. I only listened to the intro and the interlude twice. Yeah. Um, just as in general, I don't like intros and skits. Just play the music songs. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? I, I don't. I don't need to hear all this other stuff. You know. Anyway, first song, awesome. That we got here is tearing down the walls. And I don't really have a ton to say about this one, so I'm, I'm gonna let you go. I just I, the one the lyric that stood out to me was, "You can hate the system, search for bricks to smash the state, but what's the point of revolution when no one can relate?" And it ties back to another lyric that you said about the previous demo was something about, "Are you for humanity or a, for some?" You gender know. race or a class exactly there it is and i think this is the same this is the same point right you can right. if we can't all get along and you want to break down the state what's going to be left afterwards yeah but i also thought i thought this was a song that's just kind of about like smashing the generic system yeah. there's not like a fully formed concept here it's like i think a lot of these songs and i said this i'm repeating this but i'll say it for these songs too it's like there's good ideas, but like she's not quite figured out how to really write a song yet. Yeah, I think it's it's I would also subtitle this anarchy with drums. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this. Too, so let's just get on to the next one. Song number three, Burning Bridges. This is the first song of what we've listened to today. That I would say, like, I actually like this song. Me too. I like it, like, in a way that you like a song. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't really... just go, like, okay, I've kind of talked myself into this being all right because this is the seventh time I've heard it. Yep. This song, like, I genuinely like. I think this is good. It's one of my favorite songs on the album. I, I'm not going to tell yeah. you what number favorite is because we got to do that later and I ruined it last time. Uh, so <laughs> it's definitely about like a political awakening. Oh yeah. Throwing away like your old ideas and, and I, like, I, uh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say the only thing that, that uh, the only critical thing I had was that I, I think that it was a little bit of an over-reliance on the metaphor of burning your, a bridge behind you, right. you know? And I know that's the name of the song. Yeah. I get it. Like I just understand, but I'm also like, all right, how many times do you talk about burning bridges behind you before yeah. I'm like, yeah okay really you're just beating the shit out of this metaphor (laughs) but i i I will say though but it was a good song well i will say that is absolutely true but also this is one of the few songs here where like this is a fully formed song with a clear message yeah like this is a real song here like this sounds like a real professional song yep yep it was Uh, it's good i really enjoyed that one yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let's move on to number four, which is in the name of what? And we've really already talked about this one. Yep. It's basically just the same song, just like a more polished, uh, cleaner version. Yeah. 
Do you have anything you want to add? No, because this is the song that I wrote the lyrics down for, which you already right. mentioned. And I, I literally wrote the same lyric that you read for the previous demo. Perfect. All right. Let's move on then to song number five, which is Shit Stroll. And this is the most popular song among fans from this album. Is it? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. It was definitely one of my favorites. This I, is, go ahead. Oh, I just, the name, I would have normally been like, what the fuck is a song called Shit Stroll? I don't understand. Yeah. But then well, you listen to it, and it's the most like reinventing Axl Rose. Like, this feels right. like the blue. What I was going to say about this song is I think it's really funny because it's supposed to be like a satire or a parody, but actually what you did was just act, write like a really catchy song that works right. and is fun. Yes. Yeah. Like none of these other songs, like even burning bridges when I, which I like and a couple other songs that I like are not fun. Right. Like they're good songs, but this, this is actually like, I, I think, I think she's like trying to make fun of pop music here, but actually like, you made like a fun song that I like. Yeah. And this, made a, this feels like a real song and, you, and you're not just making noise. You meant to make fun of pop songs and you made a pop song instead. Right. And it's like, oh, actually, if you wrote more songs like this, it'd be way better. Right. But I really, I really did like this. And I, I, I just yeah. thought this is a song that I went, I hear if I heard this song and then I heard reinventing Axl Rose, I'd be like, oh, that's a really easy jump. Right. That's a right. really, you yes. don't have to stretch very hard from one album to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the final thing I want to say, like the lyrics aren't totally coherent here, but it, it works. Yeah. It works for the song. Um, the next thing we're going to get into is the interlude. Oh my God. This was so fucking weird. Just like, like a lot of like heavy breathing. It goes on forever, but, uh, yeah. I, and that's, that was the funny thing is I, I think that the, the intro and the interlude, must have existed on the physical copies of this right. of this album but i think that when they went digital most people got downloaded well, let's be honest you yeah. know pirated versions that cut the intro and the interlude out because there were a lot of confused comments on the youtube section oh really where they were like i've never heard this this isn't part of the this is not part of the album oh, and there were yeah. a lot of people going what the fuck is this this is yeah. i've never heard this until it went up on youtube so i think that that was I think whoever was uploading this on like Kazaa again or LimeWare was cutting the intro and the interlude out right. of it well, and for good reason because absolutely. they were trash. I yeah, wholeheartedly. Yeah. This is absolutely that. the the kind of thing that would only show up on like a self released. Right. If there was any kind of producer involved, they'd be like, "You got to get that out of here." Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Maybe the intro stays, but this interlude has got to go. Yeah. This is not good. And stuff. it's long. It was long, dude. It's like four minutes long, and it's just yeah. her, like breathing into the mic over and over. I don't know. I don't even know what's supposed to be going on. All right. All right. Let's go back and do it again. All right. That brings us to song number seven, which was eating. Oh. <laughs> eating what? <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> That was really good. Please leave that in. That brings us to song number seven, which is Eden Quest. This isn't going to be my worst song, so I'm just going to say it now. This is my least favorite song on the album. I could, I agree. I did not like this. I, I'm not. Well, I don't know if it was my least favorite, but and it was the most abstract song on this this album. It's very weird and a very weird like vocal style. It's weird. I don't know what she's doing with the singing here. It's yeah. This, I did not like this <laughs> at all. Just, that's all I got to say about that one. Not a fan. All right. Let's go on to number eight, which I did like a lot, 
which is this is control. And I wrote the first thing I wrote here, Austin, was this is the first song that I felt like this feels like an against me song. Okay. All right. I think you 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 do a little bit of editing, you get some good production on there. You could have put this on a real album. I I love my favorite part of the song. This can be a really vapid comment, but I don't care. I'm vapid. Uh, was the way that they that that she's saying liberation. Oh, yeah. When she hits liberation, I'm like, this is a sing song. This is getting into shanty land, which shanty right, punk yeah. is for the win. I love it. I thought it was great. My I just abs- kept to go liberation. My absolute favorite part of the song is at the end when she's like, is this sincerity or is this a joke? And she just says it like three or four times. That's so fucking good. I love yeah. that part. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and this is a big song that I felt like it's not about being transgender, but it absolutely is about being transgender, like, and feeling trapped. And uh, so one of the lyrics that especially stood out to me going along those lines was she says, I have to believe that there's something more than this, the truth in my hands, that I am not sick and I don't live in sin, that this is all wrong. The reality prison. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely think like there's a lot of uh, transgender dysphoria sort of embedded in, uh, in those lyrics, but the song is also just about anarchist politics in general. And, and I think one thing about her music is because obviously she doesn't come out uh, as transgender until much later. Um, not openly talking about that, but right. certainly you can go back and listen to these songs in and retrospect and, yeah. and you can sort of put the pieces together. Yep. Well, I, I, I you know, I, I think this hits on something that I'm sure people are tired of that actually know me in real life or tired of hearing. But I my my thing I've been hitting on a lot lately is just binary. And this thought that and, and this fits into to, to trans and, and non-binary people specifically, but also this like this thought that we have that you're either X or Y. Right. And if you believe X, then you must be Y. Right. If you're. And and I don't, I don't want to make this about politics, but there's certain things that it's like, oh, uh, well, you can absolutely make this. Well, I mean, we're okay. talking about against me here. You can get. All right. So gonna I, get I'm just going to I'm going to do this is this is the, the, the just a very small example. But I think it's it, it helps enlighten the point where people say, oh, if you're anti-vax, then you're conservative. And it's not true. Right. But right. a lot of people that is instantly in their head because they have this thing. It's like if X is X, then Y is Y. And I just think that that it's something that I think that a lot of folks around the world suffer from and they don't take the time to go, Hey, so what is the actual breakdown? Like what is, where, where, where are people's opinions? Right. Cause people's opinions are all over the place. I was talking to a friend and he said that his, his parents were um, very pro-vax, but also big Trump supporters. And they were evangelical Christians and they went to church and them being pro-vax alienated them from the rest of the church. And they couldn't understand why, because they're like, this is the only thought that we vary from you. We're just concerned about our health. We're, you know, we want to wear masks when we're in crowded areas and things like that. And, and people turned on them and they said, Oh, well, you don't believe what we believe. And they're like, but yes, we do. And that's that binary thinking where it's like, you have to think this to be one of us. You can't think this to be one of us. And this song boy, that's a long way around to get back to this song. It's very much like that. It's like, 
this is control. Like you're either X or Y and you can't vary from that. And as, as a, as a trans person or a non-binary person, that has to be incredibly frustrating. Like, I mean, even as a queer person, it's like, you're supposed to marry, you know, someone of the opposite sex, you know, and, and, and have children and do that. And it's like, well, that's not my path, right? That's not how I want to go. So I get it. I get it. You're, you're, you're kind of the slave to the binary until you can actually exist in a place where you don't have to be. That's it. Rant over. I'm stepping off the. Side. No, that's absolutely fine, and 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 that's something that she definitely delves into in, in the book, and and that was one thing that really stood out to me. The first page of the book, she's talking about being five years old, and maybe younger than that, and seeing Madonna on TV, and going like, "That's who I am. That's what I want to be," yeah. and it's really heartbreaking to know that someone knows that at that young of an age, they, they know who they are. And it's uh, so, it must be so incredibly terrifying to have people tell you that you're wrong. Right. And that you, you don't know who you are. Right. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> I'm, t- I'm uh it's very hard to talk about no it's um, it's you're right it's 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 it has to be as someone who is i i'm i'm cisgendered but i can't even imagine what it would be like to feel to wake up every day and to feel that you were not born into the right body i think right? laura does a, a great a great job in in her book of describing what the experience of being transgender is like and i think um i maybe had an idea of what that must have been like before uh and now i have like a much clearer idea yeah <laughs> uh and it just makes me very upset and angry that um all these years later we have not gotten really anywhere with this and uh i don't think it's really much easier to be transgender person in 2022 than it was in 1997 and that's really fucking depressing uh i I completely agree And and then that's why it makes me so angry when you have these celebrities and uh who feel the need to attack transgender people and and then have like the audacity to to uh claim that they are being silenced or 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 censored in some way when literally you are trying to censor a person's being Yep, you are you are trying to stop them from being the person that they are, and it's especially annoying when it's someone like J.K. Rowling or Dave Chappelle, who all these people had to do was shut the fuck up and stay home for the rest of their lives, Uh, and instead they've chose to spew this kind of bullshit, and it's. It just really fucking sucks. And uh, I hate that we got off on this kind of tangent. Uh, I like for this to be like a more lighthearted show. But I mean.
it's just very frustrating that it feels like um, we're not really getting anywhere. <laughs> no. And, and, and in some places we're going backwards and that's just horrifying. Yeah. Cause I think it's a really, really slippery slope. And I think that I, I don't, I just don't, I, it's so infuriating. I can, I, you know, I, I have to watch th- these sorts of issues because it affects, you know, people that I care about deeply and it affects, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I I don't love using the word community because I think that LGBTQ people are a population more than a community, but that's just that, you know, it's easy to say community because community sounds like, Hey, it's a group of people that always get along and we don't, you know, we really don't. It's not always, you know, and and I, I think there's a lot of bad, especially gay men who don't necessarily stick up for, for trans people and for, you know, other marginalized members of that group. But it, it, you know, it affects a lot of people, you know, and a lot more people than, than people expect. And I don't know, when I see this kind of shit, it just makes me want to fucking punch walls. And, and it's like, leave other people alone. That's it. You know, let them live their life. Let them be happy. This is not an easy, this is not an easy thing. And I think, I know we want to be an uplifting podcast, but I think this is an inevitable conversation that we we're going to have to have. And, and it's not the last stuff. time we're going to have it. No, but I also uh, think that it's, it's, you know, like I said, we're recording on, international day of trans visibility. And, and I think that it's, it's an appropriate conversation to have. And I think that if you have um, trans folk in your life, support them, you know, do whatever you can to support them and, and, and just be, be a, be a, be an actual ally. Don't just say you are, because there's a, there's a fucking mile wide gulf between just pretending and, and changing the colors on your Twitter avatar and actually helping people out. And I'm going to, I'll, I'll even just say this. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Just let people live their lives and leave them the fuck alone. Yep. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Like, yeah. People know who they are and they don't need you getting involved. Yeah. Who cares? If who someone, cares? Yeah. Get out someone people. tells you who they are, just shut the fuck up about it and believe them. Just say great. Yeah. But anyway. All right, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on let's here. Cheers. But that was it. That's I mean, clearly yeah. that's a heavy song because we just went down yeah. a road. Let's move on to song number nine, which is National Myth. Uh, I'll let you go. What do you think of this? Anarchist rally cry. I yeah. just thought no borders, no nations, and I think that it, it. You know, again, it's a little, it's a little heavy-handed with the anarchy stuff, but mm-hmm. you you could probably take that out and it would still make the same point. Yeah, but I thought that it was. Um, I like the line wars of religion, nationalism made all more devastating by advances in perverted science. I thought that was a really smart line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely just like anarchy is an escape from imperialism and that kind of a deal. I thought I'm going to say this. Uh, I thought of this one and the last two songs on the album just really drag. This is these last three songs is where I felt like we really needed to get a producer in here. <laughs> we really needed to come somebody sit down and go, this didn't need to be four and a half minutes long, buddy. You I, could have done this in two. I see I could see that for National Myth and I can see it for the next song, but I have different thoughts on Unthought of Heroes, the last okay. song on the album. Well then we, we may we may disagree again about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I I thought this song was fine, but it just too long. Just I, I'm a guy like, and not just with music, with just anything. Like, just get in there and give it to me. Don't I don't need it to go on and on and on. Like you, you by the halfway point of this song, she'd pretty much said what she had to say. We need yeah. to keep going. Well, it's punk too. Get in, get out. 
Yeah. You know, that's it's it's punk is quick, fast songs that make a political point a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times. And they're, they're you, yeah, you just you go in, you make your mark and you get the fuck out of there before the police show up. Yeah. All right. Brings us to song number 10. Once pure. And I thought this was just way too long and repetitive. Yeah. Just the same riff. Just yelling. I did not like this song at all. No, I didn't either. I, I had very had. I was a little worried because I was like, I don't have anything to say about this song. Yeah, I don't uh, have a, I don't either. <laughs> it's just like this is almost five minutes long, and it's just like the same shit over and over. Yep. Yeah. Well. All right. That last song that we're going to talk about today, which is "Unthought of Heroes," and uh, since you said you. You had some thoughts. I'll let you go first. What'd you think? Well, I think it's really obvious if you listen to this album. This this song is such a tone shift from the rest of the album. Yeah, you're like, where did that come from? And I think on reinventing Axl Rose, when you got to eight full hours of sleep, that really worked. And I think here this does not work. Well, this, this is just first. This attempt. is just such a drop in energy. This yeah. is such a low energy song, like. I didn't hear very it, just long and droning. I, this, yeah, dude, I was not into this one, but if you liked I, it, that's cool. This was like top three, but only if it wasn't part of this album. Okay. Can I, can you can you say now though that we've gone over all these songs that maybe you actually did like reinventing Axel Rose a little bit more? I mean, I did like reinventing Axel Rose. I I, I never said I didn't <laughs> like it. No, no, that you liked it more oh, than this. More than this. Actually, no. like if you okay. listen to what you said here, <laughs> I I I hear huh, the songs I like on this album. I would go back and listen to probably more than the songs I liked on reinventing Axel Rose. Oh, that's crazy to me. Okay, all right, that's cool, but. It also could be because I've heard it more recently, but that's that was my gut. That was my that's my feeling right now. Okay, no, but no, that no. changes because I don't have a I ha, I don't have a number one album of all time. I don't even have a top five artist of all time. Like it changes depending on where yeah. I am, and and so it's a it's a it's a moving target, which I know is frustrating for people who really want to put things in order. Um, but I, I I would say as of today, yeah. But I, this that's how I feel. Could change. You, you are going to have to make a top 10 list and rank all the albums at the end of this. Oh, okay. Did you not? I mean, I don't know. Like yeah, that's what you that do. So I should have known that because you did that. No, I told you that would be part of the last episode. That we would have to rank all the albums and make a top all right. 10 list. All right. But uh, yeah. I must sorry. not have read that in my contract that I signed. All right. Well, that brings us to the last thing that we're going to talk about with this album, which is quotes from Laura. Well, I got one quote here once again from her book and she's just sort of talking about the writing process she really does not get into the making of this album very much at all in the book sort of just the aftermath of it but uh what she says here is i do start with lyrics filling up a journal page until i had enough for a couple verses in a chorus then i'd string together a few chord progression ideas and bring it all to kevin and we'd shape the song out of it that sounds right. I mean, that, that sounds like definitely feels like I just wrote down an, a bunch of words until like I thought this is enough words for a song. Also, a lot of I, these songs feel like that. But I think it backs up my argument where it was less about the music at this point and more about the message. Right, right. Like the 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 yeah that that started and then it's like hey I've got some lyrics now let me figure out how to how to 
put some music behind that and get this message right. out, which is fine. I mean, that there's a whole history of music that is based around what things mean, right? Like the, the meaning sure. and the message. So I think that there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a critical remark, but I think that it's that's what it felt like to me. Cool. All right. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about this album? No, I like I said I I, I dug it. I, I well, you liked it a lot more than me. So I was I, I I've just never been super into this. I've heard it a few times in my life, and I listened to it a bunch of times for this. And it's okay. Yeah, we can like different things. No, it's fine. It's just this feels like what it is. It's demos. Yeah, these aren't fully finished songs, and and I like music that feels like has some level of professionalism yeah there's part of me that likes to see the work right show right. your work like in math class yeah let me see how you got well, see i always i always hated math and showing oh see i liked math this was weird I'm like this if like i can figure art. out the fucking answer i don't need to show you shit just tell me if i'm right or wrong oh yeah i like so uh, i like how to get there oh yeah i'm never i'm not a math guy I'm very i'm not just i'm just not a smart person in general just well, i didn't say i was smart and i didn't uh, say i was good at math <laughs> i just <okay>. liked it <laughs> all right okay well let's get to the final segment austin what did you think was the worst song that we listened to today i i think it was once pure once pure okay yeah that's a good pick i do i just didn't like it i had to i just wanted it to be over yeah i did not i didn't like that song either but i actually went with 24 hours a day that song really got on my nerves Ah. it's just like i did not i just didn't i just it's just too esoteric and weird. And I just, what I like about against me is they're very straightforward. And this is just some nonsense. I didn't, I didn't like how she's like fucking mumbling in the background. Yeah. I really did. Like, well, I'd I'd go so far as to say, I think this is probably the worst against me song. Get it out of here. So what what are you going to say if that was my favorite? you're wrong because <laughs> it's not it's not my favorite yeah, i didn't think it would be <laughs> There's no way. all right uh what 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 did you think was the best song i it it also comes from vavita v and it is uh shit stroll which now that you okay. said it's probably the most popular song i feel there's no punk in me at all for liking that song but you know uh, what i really liked it i enjoyed it i thought it was a fun song yeah i liked that one a lot but i I went with this as control. I, I once again, I felt like you could have worked on this one a little bit, and this one could have been like a real against me song. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. I, well, I think in fairness too for you, I, out of all the songs we talked about, this is control spawned the absolute most conversation. That's true. That's true. It was, and I, I, I mean, I think that that's that's a comment for you know they, they like with movies right you you if you hate a character in a movie it's usually because the actor is doing a great job but uh all right next time Austin, what are we doing we're gonna be listening to three short eps okay um we are going to listen to what is called crime as forgiven by against me Okay. Also known as just the crime EP. And that pretty much directly follows this. Okay. Um, then we are going to listen to 
what is the third self-titled EP, uh, but it is most commonly known as just acoustic or the acoustic EP. Um, there's no drums or anything on there. Uh, so she Kevin would have left the and drums. She should have, have a drum. The drums. Damn it. Well, we'll see. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to listen to is the disco before the breakdown EP. And so that one actually comes after reinventing Axl Rose in the timeline. Okay. So it's going to be between their first and second albums. And uh, the first two that we're going to listen to are before reinventing Axl Rose. And I think based on your reactions to what we listen to today and what stuff you liked on reinventing Axl Rose, I think you're going to like this stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm open. Disco before the breakdown. I'm just going to go ahead and give a spoiler here for the listeners. I really like that EP okay. a lot. All right. So uh, we will get into that, but before we go, Austin, your favorite part of the show. I oh. know you love doing this. <laughs> Let's hear them. What are your plugs? So if you still want to listen to me talk about conmen and, and and charlatans and grifters, you can check out my other show, which is called If You Catch My Grift. What are you guys talking about this week? So we, by the time this drops, uh, we will have a very drunk episode about a um, self-help get rich quick guru named Napoleon Hill, who kind of inspired an entire generation of like the Tony Robbins of the world. And the reason that we were very drunk is because we recorded it once and it was fucking terrible. And so we went back and recorded it again and got really wasted. And then after that, which will be coming up soon after this podcast drops, I'm doing an episode on a personal favorite of mine, Tammy Faye Baker. Well, that's one of the big ones in the, in yeah. the, grift, in the for the grift heads. That's like one of the top ones for North there. Carolina too. I mean, she's a North oh, Carolina yeah, that's girl. True. Yeah. 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 I'm very excited. I'm actually, we're, we're a big, proud I'm, to have her here. I'm a big fan. I, Jim Baker can <laughs> jump off a cliff, but I, I like Tammy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll check out the episode and see how that goes. How did uh, How did it go with your T-shirt? Went really well. We had um, we had a, a lot of a lot of sales. Um, we it was a limited run. I don't know exactly what we're we we have left to donate to the charity, but it's it's definitely in the hundreds of dollars, which we're pretty excited about because we want to support Equality Texas. <laughs> Well, I don't really have uh, anything to plug. I don't have much uh, going on these days, but uh, other than this podcast. But uh, if you want to follow me at Age of the Fever on Twitter, you can do that. Uh, and if you have any feedback of the show, I would just love any comments or any just to know that like someone listened to this, even if you don't like it, you say, "Hey, I thought this sucked." So me too, buddy. Let me tell you, but. <laughs> Uh, it would just make me feel good to know that somebody listened to it, you know? Um, yeah. And Hey, don't bug Sammy Zane. Um, leave that to me. I'll bug them. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah.
Yeah. Wow.